0: So, hey folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We're trying something a little bit different today. We've um, kind of wanted to get a bit more involved with the politics scene. So today it's going to be a debate format. We are really not there's not sort of a rule. We're just going to feel as we go with things. But um, we've got Noah with us today and also Raoul, and they'll be debating a few topics. So thanks for being with us, guys. Thank you. Yeah, so without further ado... um, the first question I'm going to talk on, we're going to talk about some current event stuff with politics. So do you think the decision um, to deny Lauren Southern access to council-owned venues is justified? And what I'll do is, I think I'll start off, Raoul, do you want to start this off and we'll just bounce back and forth? Yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely justified.
1: I think that um, the right's making this uh, discussion on free speech, an attack on free speech, and I don't think that's the right conversation to be having on this particular issue we didn't deny them access to the country we didn't deny deny them access to speak uh, and state their views all we did was deny them access uh, to a public facility uh, to do this and um, I think that the decision by Phil Golf was was the right one Um, and I think that uh, race-baiting, fear-mongering, uh, incitement of violence, which is uh, Lauren Southern's specialty, um, has no place in a multicultural, tolerant, uh, accepting society that we've created in, in New Zealand, and in particular Auckland. Um, and I think the, the the reaction to this is, is an overreaction from the right. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts, Tom?
2: Um, well, I'd just like to say that I think it is a very poor decision by Phil Goff um, in terms of... It just seems to be that he's making this decision based purely on his views um, and not really respecting um, different views of people in New Zealand society, you know? We're a free country. Why are we not allowed to um, say whatever we please? Does Lauren Southern really um, incite violence? I don't think so, you know? A lot of her content, I think, really makes um, her audience kind of question themselves. Similar to, um, you know, Milo Yiannopoulos. Again, he may say some very controversial things, but their reaction doesn't come from, I suppose, himself, but maybe the people who listen to him, you know. And then again, that's their decision to become violent, not his. He doesn't incite it. I think it's just more that he just asks questions or maybe clarifies things that he's saying. So yeah, I think, um, I think maybe, yeah, Phil Goff and the left, um, are overreacting to actually what Lauren Sullivan and Stephen Mullen you have to say. I don't think it is as bad as what's it, you know,
1: how it's being portrayed by the media.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I see. Again, I think that's a mistake that's being made. No one's restricting them access to speak uh, in a general form. They're restricting the ability to use council property uh, to to make that speech. Um, and in Regards to people like Milo and they all have the same business plan. It's all about fear-mongering. It's all about clicks It's all about uh, creating a reaction and um, I think the the line that gets, should get drawn here uh, when we're discussing this is um, Is is action rather than just words because words words are one thing when you're physically uh, preventing Uh, ships in the Mediterranean from going to save refugees uh, on the basis that uh, Refugees coming into the country are going to the planners for white genocide and and just outrageous comments like that I think that's where we need to draw the line and um, There's argument to be made whether Phil Goff made the decision um, Based on politics or based on his own views, but uh, what I would have to say to that is that he's our elected official Uh, We've decided, Auckland has decided to have him representing our views, uh, and I think he's done that. Uh, We have 55,000 Muslims uh, in Auckland, and for Lauren Southern to come here uh, and disparage uh, everything that they've done, um, integrating into our society very well, uh, not having any issues that she's talking about, I think that that's outrageous, and I don't think that um, she should be allowed just to come here and... And say that, especially on council property. Okay. Um,
2: I believe um, she actually, in theory, has been banned from entering the country, as New Zealand immigration is following the move by British immigration. Um, she was banned from entering the UK. So British I believe on that premise, she, yeah, so she's been banned on that premise. Um, I believe that it can be repealed. Um, her lawyers are trying to do so. So... Um, and I think in regard to, uh, it was Auckland Live who made that decision because they were touching on that they thought um, the safety and well-being of um, the hosts of the um, Lawrence Southern 7 Mile New event um, were at risk because of protest threats by Auckland peace action. So just kind of clarifying um, that there that I think that kind of decision that at the end of the um, whole process is a bit skewed. It's like Phil Goff um, supports Auckland Live because they think you know the people are speaking are gonna be at risk because there's been threats of violence from Auckland Peace Action on the left. So it's like, in that respect, why is um, the peaceful people being punished in that sense? Um, Auckland Peace Action, yeah, I, I think they should be the ones maybe not being punished, but maybe there should be a police presence at the event. Because it just kind of seems like, oh well, there's a bit of resistance. To what these people have to say, then that's it. You know they can't speak. And in regards to Lauren Southern's views, for example, in the Mediterranean, um, blocking those boats, I don't agree with that at all. Um, I think people should, you know, like be a bit more sympathetic to um other people's situations. I don't agree with that. What I do agree with and what I will defend is her right to speak about something. You know, I don't, I don't condone her. Actions, um, but I think she can have the ability to speak and share her views. And even though Phil Goff has been elected, you know, as the mayor, if you kind of bring on a premise that because you've been elected and your views are right, and you know, you've got the majority views behind you, I don't think we should stop the minority from speaking,
0: from telling their side. From what they want to say. Yeah. Fantastic. That's, that's. Um I think I have a question for both of you and I'll go one off the other. Um do you think there is is there somebody or something we which you think shouldn't be done at a council venue? Do you think is is there an upper limit that you'd like to stay? Where do you think the line could be drawn or do you think it's a complete like if somebody wants to hire out the venue they can? Um I think we can go along just maybe with New Zealand speech
2: law, just like you can't have a uh, you know I uh, know a party or some type of um, event where you would incite violence or um, create contempt towards a certain group of people. But I think, but that's not what um, is going to happen. Lauren Southern, I believe, from what I've picked out, is that she's coming here to speak about immigration, um, economics affecting New Zealand, uh, globalization, etc. Not about inciting violence. Okay. If she, um, yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, that, that's
0: kind of my opinion on so that. So that's the Thanks. distinction there. Okay. And for Rel, um with the, the amount of like presence you can have on just an online platform, is there actually that much point in deplatforming someone like Lauren Southern who's coming here when um, people can go and watch her online anyway? Oh yeah, that's that's a valid valid argument, and people have free
1: rein to to go online and, and watch her videos, um, but. In terms of her speaking at a platform uh, that's council-owned, uh, at that point it becomes uh, it becomes the Auckland Council essentially condoning what she's saying at that point by giving her a council-owned, publicly funded uh, uh, fixture to be able to to be able to talk about what she's talking about, and okay. if we want to talk about the Human Rights Act, um, Section 61, is so unlawful for any person to use in any public place or within hearing of persons in any such public place or any meeting to which the public are invited or have access, words which are threatening, abusive, or insulting. Um, so that's that's what it says in our, in our law. Um, and I believe that um, what she would essentially be doing in her talk uh, is talking about immigration as a as a disguise to talk about the negative effect that a certain group of people, uh, which is Muslims, uh, are having. And she is absolutely breaking breaking those laws that we haven't put in place. So no, I don't think there's anything wrong with deplatforming. Okay. Do you agree with that, Noah? Do you think? Um... Well,
2: I mean, like, what? Sorry, was the law like a, you can't say anything offensive? Does, no. Do, does that mean that? Threatening or abusive for the... But, and then, but then who is, you know, to measure that? What's threatening or abusive now? You know, like, in the sense that I think this is why we need to be careful because this is just a slippery slope we're going to begin to go down. You know, if what Lauren Southern has to say is offensive, you know, what's next, you know, is um, are, are we just going to be banning people like left, right and centre because what they're saying is offensive, you know? You don't have to listen to what they're saying. Like, well, what's the what's kind of the problem there? It, it just seems a bit backward and controlling to me. You know, a lot of um, a lot of topics. You know, in the past that have been deemed extremely offensive and controversial, they always frown upon. You know, you've got like um, gay rights, for example, or even um, just about bit equality. You know, between races, a lot of the time that's like, whoa, 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 guys, don't talk about that. That's very, you know, almost offensive to some people. But because people did talk about that, you know, they broke through, they stood up against that, they voiced their own opinions, it gave us an opportunity, I suppose, to kind of reflect on what they were saying and kind of just think a different way and then give equal rights to gay people, for example. I think just just because something is offensive and controversial at a time,
1: doesn't mean it's gonna be that way forever. Mm -hmm. I think there's a line, I think there's a difference between offensive and controversial and threatening and insulting. And I don't think there's been any progression that comes from singling singling out a group and threatening them and insulting them, especially when that group uh, has a large part of society and they deserve to be represented and they deserve uh, the mayor to stand up and fight for their rights. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's absolutely uh, integral to to progress that we talk about subjects that are taboo, and discussions are are vital to that, like what we're having here is -hmm. is absolutely vital. Uh, But there is a line where it turns into hate speech, and that's why these laws are in place to prevent hate speech, because it does absolutely nothing to progress society. All it does is stir up religious and racial tension. Um, and negative consequences
0: come from that. Yeah. On the point of it being a council building, um, what are your thoughts on, Would you do you think it's um, right to hold the council accountable for what people say in their venues? No, not at all. Not at I all. think, you know,
2: it's funded by the ratepayers, you know, are you going to hold them accountable? No. I think just a council building should be able to be used by everyone because theoretically in Auckland, everyone from different backgrounds, mm. religions, beliefs... Will fund these um, venues with their rates, so no, I, I think they should be able to use them, and I don't think Auckland Council should be held accountable okay. because it's just purely it's just people exercising their right to freely say whatever they want. I, I just think well, that's that's how it is. We're not going to like it in a lot of cases, but I think
1: we just need to embrace it, let so it happen. Okay. I'd agree that uh, the council shouldn't be held to account what people say in there. But that doesn't exclude me from saying that I don't have a problem with them dictating who is in there saying those things.
0: So I think where we're at is we've got um, is is um, what like you've got kind of said like like your general position is sort of people should be able to say whatever they please. Yeah, it's it's, um, a bit scary. it's Not only <laughs> my general position. unless it's. Um, inciting violence. Yep. Do you think there's a there's a way forward to more clearly define where that point is? How do you think um, in the future we could work towards it being a much more clear cut? Or is it is it impossible for it to be clear cut? Do you have any thoughts around that? Well I mean um, I don't know the legalities of the whole, you know, Human Rights Act as a lawyer,
2: I, I you know, I, I'm not a lawyer, that's the thing. I wouldn't be able to Debate it, Um, but the line is, I think, you know, you can't say to a group of people, go and harm this other group of people. I think that's kind of the line. Okay. Maybe you can, I think it's fine to kind of state um, your opinions and facts on another group of people. Okay. Um, And then it's the people listening to you, you know, it's their responsibility um, to make a decision on that. If they're going to break the law and, you know, inflict violence on that group, then I'll be punished for it. But then I don't think you should hold a speaker accountable.
1: Okay. I guess the problem that I have is the hypocrisy on the right because when you've got people like Don Brash and Dave Afara coming out in support and raising 50 grand overnight to to fight a legal battle uh, against suppression of free speech, that's all very well as long as those people uh, have the records to back it up. So when you've got Don Brash... Uh, publicly stating that he doesn't think that today, reo should be on public radio, public-funded radio, because it's pointless. Uh, And then you've got David Farah denying or calling for the the uh, denying of Odd Future, the rap group, to come into the country based on um, completely obstantiated claims. I think it's very hypocritical to then turn around and say that uh, these people uh, should not be de- platformed for for what they have said. So that's that's the problem that I have.
2: But but isn't aren't they just exercising their right to kind of free speech again and to say whatever they want on the radio,
0: and then okay, so you wouldn't criticize you wouldn't criticize Phil Goff saying I don't think these people should come, but you, you what you're criticizing is is him actually taking action to bar them as. Does yeah, yeah.
2: No, but I mean, like, because, do you mind just clarifying? <laughs> that is, is that
1: just like, how, how do you mean? Like, So Don Brash yeah. came out a few years ago and said yep. that today or Mori should shouldn't be on publicly funded mm-hmm. radio stations yep. because it was pointless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so f- f- my point of view, for him to say that mm-hmm. and then to come around and do a 180 and then support uh, legal action against full Goff. Uh, for also suppressing
2: Um, speech. I
1: I find that hypocritical.
2: Okay, yes. No, I understand where you're coming from. Um, However, I think Phil Goff, as we can see, he has uh, maybe an actual ability to stop people from speaking. Mm -hmm. Don Brash doesn't. No one probably cares about that opinion of his on radio. If, If he wants to say that, you know, it's like, okay, well, are you going to do it? You know, are you? Do you have maybe he has some influence, but he doesn't have any power to do it. I think though, the problem with Phil Goff is actually exercising some power to block people from speaking. Like, I thought it was Auckland Live, that, or, or that. Auckland Live, but I mean, he's he's kind of stating his support for it, and he says it's not going to happen. Like, I mean, I, I understand your point in the sense that, like, it, it looks like um, Don Brash is kind of just criticising um, Phil Goth's own opinion, but I mean... It was a tweet, though, from Phil Yeah, Gough's yeah, it was, a, it was a tweet. But, but, but he doesn't want people to sp- these two people, to speak at all mm. when Don Brash is stating his opinion that he doesn't want Te, te Reo Maori, what was it, in schools? Public funded no, radio public stations. On, that's right, the and then recently I think is going on about how he doesn't want it.
1: In schools. in schools, yeah, that's right.
2: so so on. Um, so, I mean, like, the, this is the thing I support both of their, you know, their rights to free speech, say whatever they want. What I don't support is Auckland Lives, you know, um, decision to ban them. Okay. And then, from my point of view, I don't support, I don't think Phil Goth should, um, you know, um, I, I don't support his opinion on you know, saying that's okay because, again, you're banning, you know, free speech, in a sense. Um, then with Don Brash, um, you could go against that, but then, well, I, I don't I don't support what he's saying, but I think he has a right to say it. Same with Phil Goff, he's got a right to say it. I don't agree with
1: it. Mm-hmm. But much of the narrative that I've seen from the right is in attacking Phil Goff uh, on his ability uh, to influence that decision. Um, and... Don Brash also has a lot of influence. Maybe not as much as him at this point, but is that the point? Is the point of of uh, speech, free speech how much influence you have on things, or is it that you can say those things and it's and there's no problem? So I mean, like they got cancelled by Auckland Live, but there's nothing stopping them from booking a private venue. And I guess that's one of my questions: is mm-hmm. why did they not just go and book a private venue? And I think I guess there's two answers, two options, mm-hmm. and I think uh, they could both be simultaneously uh, correct. One is that this was all the point—oh, mm-hmm. totally—to stir controversy, I d- to totally try and get banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, no and okay. the other, th- the other option is that their ticket sales were so bad that it was almost an escape for them, and it, and it seemed to work out. Um, and so I, I think both of those are equally plausible. Um, and I think that's what Emily, uh, Lauren Southern's uh, whole business plan is, is to go to a certain spot, stir up some tension, some controversy, without actually giving a shit about any of the actual policies she's talking about, um, but it's just to use it as a political tool to make the left look bad. Um, and the fact that she got banned, she probably isn't couldn't be happier that she got she oh, got de-platformed. Well, because I think she's highlighting
2: just the, um, kind of this illusion of free speech in New Zealand. That's the thing. Maybe it's kind of a blessing in disguise that, hang on a sec, guys, we actually do have a problem. You know, if our, you know, if a part of Auckland Council is going to ban someone based on their political views, then maybe this is an issue that we need to kind of look into further. And that's why I think legal action wouldn't be, you know, such a bad idea in
1: respect. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But it's, it's completely disingenuous because if she, if she cares about uh, highlighting uh, suppression of free speech and deplatforming, then she needs to try and book a different venue and show that they actually were deplatforming, not just restricting access, which is two different things. So if she was then... Uh, The official reason was that they didn't have time to book another venue, but that's absolute bullshit. You can book any small to medium-sized venue in Auckland with a month's notice, no problem. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just completely disingenuous, the fact that uh, it seems like the whole point of this was to to prove a point, and and you can argue that it's a good thing, but when she's not actually following through and she's only giving us half the, the picture on it, it's it's a false narrative, and it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me.
2: But then again, in the sense that, like, if, if it's already happened, you know, I think more the problem is is that, like, she isn't allowed to speak on the you know where she's booked in to speak Mm. purely because they don't agree with her, you know, opinions and stuff. And I think that's the big problem. Now we kind of can forget about everything else. If she comes or not, I don't really care anymore. You know, I was never going to go to see her, but I think the problem that we need to look at is that, holy shit, this is total, you know, suppression of speech. I understand what you're saying maybe she could have done a better job I believe she is live streaming on you know online for free people can go and listen to her but I think the problem is is that you know forget about her forget about all that we need to focus on kind of what's happened why she isn't coming anymore
1: and yeah I think I've highlighted why she's not coming it's because she doesn't care about coming she doesn't care about talking she cares about stirring con- controversy and it's it's yeah, it doesn't it's not genuine to me. Um, and I think that the context of the content of what she's saying mm-hmm. and her previous actions do matter when it comes to allowing what can be said and what, what can't. Because all these people, Don Brash, David Farrah, they've shown that they, they're they not free speech absolutionists. They, they care about... Uh, suppressing when it is hate speech or when they feel like it it crosses the line. And that's the discussion that we have to have, what cross, what is crossing the line and what isn't. Um, but f- for these people to come out and say that they're free speech absolutionists, mm-hmm. that's what I was making reference to before, that I find it hypocritical because they're not. Um, and I don't think it, it, it progresses anything. I think it, it doesn't highlight anything good. All it does is, is just divide us more between the left and the right, and I I just don't see that as a good thing in any situation.
2: So maybe to kind of put it into more perspective, for example, just say um, some LGBT group came to speak, the Logan Campbell Centre, and the Auckland mayor at the time, and Auckland Live, for example, just say there was a large proportion of people in Auckland who didn't agree with gay rights. Mm -hmm. Would it be okay for them to be banned, to not speak? Are they inciting violence? Or, for example, well... But no, they're
1: not. Like okay. Lauren Sutherland, not inciting violence. Okay, are they singling out a group, uh, demonising them, and then condoning uh, action against that group?
2: I think, though, Lauren Sutherland, she just reports from what she's seen. She's a journalist and states um, just, yeah, her opinions, what she's seen around the globe, and maybe facts in regard to that. Maybe facts. Maybe S- facts. facts. Well, things that I don't know way. her... Um, that she's stating so I don't want to state something and then have someone call me up on it Fair enough um, but in the, in the sense that I think it's kind of a bit like if the shoe was on the other foot would there be a massive uproar from the left yes there would because you know it's, it's just because the group doesn't identify with the left you know doesn't mean that the left should just hate from them and not let them speak I I, I don't understand that, that's the point, because people on the right totally, you know, um, understand the idea
1: of free speech, and they let people on the left speak. I think they do when it suits them. I think that um, when it comes to, to Lauren Southern, she has a very, very, very predefined political ideology that she has, that she markets, and that she uses to her advantage, and I don't Think it would be genuine to call her an investigative journalist or even a journalist at all because it's not coming from a place of reporting of facts, it's coming from a place of political ideology. Um, and the line where I draw is singling out a group of people, demonising that group and allowing uh, attacks on that group and inciting those attacks on that group. It might not be physical, but it's threatening um, and it's abusive. It's abusive for influence. Um, and I think that if the shoe was on the other foot, uh, I think it would be absolutely fine as long as that person is not inciting any sort of violence or, or singing out that group, like I mentioned. Um, so me personally, I'm a liberal. I'm, I'll say it every day of the week. But I enjoy listening to, to people on the center right talk because I enjoy Hearing their points of view and and understanding where they're coming from, mm-hmm. uh, guys like Jordan Peterson, I find interesting. Don't agree with a lot of what he says, yep. uh, but I, I find his his talks uh, interesting. So I think it's absolutely vital to allow people like that to come and
0: and speak it. It would be a, it'd be a great thing. But you wouldn't find it probably you would find it problematic if he was barred from speaking in a similar situation. Yeah, I would because yes. I don't believe
1: that he's crossed the line.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I don't believe that he's invite inciting any sort of violence or aggression um, I don't believe that most people on the right are uh, but I think in this particular situation um, it's different because of her past and because of, of what she believes and because of what she says on a daily basis uh, and and that's, yeah, that's where I draw the line so I think if she was on the other foot me personally, I'd be okay with it as long as those criteria met I think that it is important to
2: remember that it is good to be exposed to maybe thoughts, political ideologies and opinions you don't agree with. I agree. Because it leads, like I mentioned earlier, it's an opportunity to reflect on what's wrong and what's right. And you could just look at it as maybe Lauren Southern is doing just that, but she isn't inciting violence. That's a thing. and a lot of her YouTube material, if she doesn't incite violence... It's purely she's standing maybe at an Antifa rally, for example, or in a refugee camp, and she's just telling the camera what she sees. That's it. She's not saying, hey, guys, I want you to go and, you know, you know, uh, cause harm to this group of people or, you know, or we'll go and, um, you know, burn down this, for example. She's just purely stating what she sees and then other people you know, they they make an opinion from that. It's it's not she, she's not commanding them or anything.
1: Yeah, I think what she does is very implicit in in the nature of, of when she is at like a political rally. I think it's interesting where the the videos are started, um, and it, they always start with something happening to her. And what I think happens, and what I'm pretty sure I'm right about, is she goes to these rallies, uh, instigates and provokes waits for a reaction and then that's when the video starts so always it's she's always the victim She it's always someone doing something to her and she's she's upset about it it's never they never show the 10 minutes before when she's going in there and and yelling at them back and saying all this or stuff that she knows it is going to get a bad reaction from, especially when she's at like the the Slut Walk or like, the mm-hmm. Women's March and things like that. She knows that she's going to get bad reactions when she's uh, holding a sign that says uh, "We have no rape culture in the West." Mm-hmm. What does she expect? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so for them, for her, that, then to act as the victim and say that oh, everyone's trying to suppress my right to free speech. Mm-hmm. It's it's misleading, um, and her comments on Muslims and the fact that uh they're trying to come here and and take over our culture and, and we're being uh run run over by by immigrants and um our white culture is a threat uh and their immigrants and um foreigners are here to mm-hmm. commit white genocide um that allows the people who really do believe those things uh and are willing to take a step further. Uh, like demonstrating against a certain group of people or becoming violent, she's she's in, she's enabling that, um, and I think that that's that's not explicit. She's not going out there mm-hmm. and saying, "I think we sh- um, go and do this." Yep. Uh, but she, she's yeah, she's very implicit in her nature and the way she messages things, mm-hmm. and she allows people um, even further to the right of her that would then take the, the action to to have a voice and to make it seem like what they're doing is the right thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, firstly, I think um, justifying violence towards someone because of provocation is quite childish. Um, these protesters that she's provoking, if they're violent towards her, I think um, you could say, oh, it's her fault, but really, doesn't mean you can go and hit someone because you don't agree with what they're saying. That's what Nazis do. Um, and secondly, sorry, your second point about, um, again, inciting violence. I don't think we should assume that people um, who go to, uh, you know, talks and are on, you know, maybe the far-right extremists, they're not going to be that stupid. They're going to be like, okay, cool, she said that. That sounds like great. That totally aligns with what I think. You know, I'm going to go and commit um, a violent crime or atrocity.
1: No, I I completely uh, disavow... Any sort of violence, mm-hmm. especially when it's for political gain, um, I don't think if you, if you want to talk about Antifa or something, completely against all that sort of yeah. all yeah. of that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So I don't think it's justified what those people do. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take it away from the fact that it helps her narrative when she goes there and it happens. So she promotes it and she tries to make it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think that's wrong as well, and I think um, that. Is it's it's not just as bad, um, but it's not good. And I don't think the the majority. I don't think even twenty percent of people that go to her talks are going to then go and commit a violent act. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the minority. But the the problem is is that she is justifying it and she is uh, making it seem like it's okay for that small minority. Albeit it is a small minority, mm-hmm. but she's she's given them a, a platform and a and a voice to, to speak out and, and, and do these things. So if,
2: if we're focusing kind of on just minorities kind of um, reacting in just an antisocial way, do you think should we maybe ban um, Auckland peace action for, you know, existing? or well, not existing, but, you know, being an established kind of organisation if they're going to go on, um, you know, give threats that they're going to go and protest and blockade at the event? Does that mean, okay, well, they're reactionaries. We mm-hmm.
1: need to stop them. Well, again, that's where the line is. If they go into to protest and it's peaceful and they blockade whatever they want to do, chants, signs, things of that nature, uh, yeah, they can do what they want. If they then start to become violent mm-hmm. and start to physically threaten mm-hmm. and and take physical action against people, we have to step in. Mm-hmm. And we have to say that that's not okay. And at that point, yeah, something needs to happen.
0: If, if there's an institution that's just left-leaning and they're talking quite um, far-left policy, and, you know, like you say, most people um, who go to their talks don't commit violent acts, mm-hmm. but some of them do in the name of the ideology they've been taught, mm-hmm. so just flipping what you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. um, what do you think should be done in that situation? Should the organisation or the advocate um, be removed from speaking um, because of that? I think it's yeah, it's a case-by-case case
1: basis. So you look at what the person is saying, you, say, you look at what the person has done in the past, you look at what the person stands for, and what they... Seem to be encouraging, and if it's deemed that that person is encouraging violence, and people are listening to that person and then enacting on that violence, then I think this the same
0: standard has to be held to both sides. Um, but just how to, do you think that can be measured? Is that sort of the um, number of incidents um, that can be traced to that person or their the way that they speak? Um, how can we define that?
1: I think it's yeah, it's it's tough, but I think you have to look at the narrative of what they're saying, um, and and you link the, the the cause with the effect. So you look at, look at what they're saying, and then you look at what is happening in society, and if those things show that that person is promoting something and it it turns out to be happening, then yeah, I think it definitely needs to be taken um, a very close look at and and monitored, um, and in in some cases. Um, I think action like not allowing people to speak at a public uh, property, then yeah, I think that's appropriate. Um, but like, I'll, I'll go back, let's take a step. I, I don't agree with banning her from the country. I don't agree with mm-hmm. her. Don't agree with banning her from a private uh, venue. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, when it's when it's taxpayer funded, mm-hmm. um, the representative representative of the the taxpayers uh, is in. Uh, absolute legal standing and and has a moral obligation to those taxpayers to represent the people.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good time to start wrapping it up because you get the first word. I'll give Noah the last word. Sure. This one. So.
2: Um, I suppose I could just end with maybe a bit of a quote, just kind of summarize my whole viewpoint. And as Aristotle says, the mark of an educated mind is the ability To entertain a thought without accepting it or something along those lines so I just think we should always remember that you know we should welcome different views into our society however hateful we may perceive them to be Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's our responsibility to make a decision on how we're going to you know go about our lives after listening to these views or what actions we're going to take, and what behavior we're going to carry out. So
1: yeah, That's what I said. Cool. Thank you for being what's here, Noah. I um, really appreciate Noah. it. It was, a, it was an interesting discussion. It yeah, definitely. definitely. something that needs to be talked about, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's good to have in, um, uh, viewpoints from both sides, and mm-hmm. I hope that people... I can listen to it and and help formulate their own opinions. So, yep. so. I that, like, thank you. Yeah, so no, appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah so. cheers, guys. Yep, yep. great. Yeah, thank I'm you. Really enjoyed it. Cool.